Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. Do you find that you have too much month left at the end of your money every paycheck? Because if you do, you're not alone. About 80% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, and 30% of those are spending more than they make. Life can be expensive, and all the big and little costs can eat up what you bring home. But how does anyone manage to pay down debt or save for retirement? That's our topic today on Talking Sense. To many, budgeting is a distasteful topic. We're just going to own it on the front end. It brings cringes as people imagine they'll be forced to give up things. But I want to encourage you guys to shift your perspective on budgeting. Instead of seeing it as a cage you're trapped in, see it more as a boundary fence that keeps you safe financially. Instead of it killing your fun, it's funding your priorities. Okay, I'm just still stuck on your intro there. Too much a month at the end of your You know, money. like you still got a lot of month left like and no, your money's I, I, almost run out. Yeah, no, I, I totally relate. I mean, I, I know what you I mean. have been there at points in my lifetime. So I'm not <laughs> saying this from a place of judgment at all because I think everybody has been at different times in their life where they're getting close to the next pay period and they're like, come on, buddy, you can do it. You know, just come on, just a couple more days. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's in college. That's whenever I would actually start going to the calf and using my, my meal plan. See, I was doing the cafeteria and still having to do that. So, you know, yeah. you were in better shape than me, apparently. But we have found when we meet with people, there's often this like, oh. When we when we say okay, so do you have a budget? And they're just like, um, about that. Yeah. Um, I'd say more more often than not, our res- the response is no. But I generally, you know, spend less than what I make. Mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. kind of what we get. Yeah. Yeah, but I think for a lot of people, just creating a budget is overwhelming. The mm-hmm. idea of it, um, because it feels like it has to be this like super organized you know, structured thing. Right. And for some people it does need to be that way. Oh my gosh, yes. I um, see some <laughs> seeing some some folks out there that are just like geniuses with spreadsheets and all that. Yes. And I, I'm an I'm an Excel nerd. I'll mm-hmm. own it. I used to be a bookkeeper, so Excel and I were buddies. I love to create spreadsheets. But um, my husband just looks at him and goes, so we're good, right? <laughs> right? I still get my money for this thing? Yes, yes. You still have your money set aside for that. What that means is that you just need to color code it, right? Green, it good. Is. Oh, oh, right. oh, oh, mine is color coded. Oh, okay. Well, Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a nerd. <laughs> Joey, you need, to, you need to just learn the color code then. But let's say you're not like me and, and you don't even know where to start. We have five steps to mm-hmm. take. We even gave them all things. They all start with an A to be say, fancy yeah, um, to help you out. And as an aside, if you are married, this has to be a joint effort. Or if you have a significant other where you guys share expenses, this has to be a joint effort. Both of you need to be involved, even if one of you is the one that's going to actually kind of keep up with things. That's what I was going to ask. Usually Mm -hmm. there's one person that's kind of good with money and the other one that's like trying to figure things out. But what you don't want it to be is where like if I were the one that's the more organized money person and you were the other person in the relationship, Mm -hmm. what you don't want is for me to be setting the rules you have to follow without your buy-in. Yeah, that would would suck. So that's the key there. If you have someone in your life that you guys are sharing the expenses and you're sharing the income, it's got to be a joint effort Mm -hmm. or it's going to create tension instead of creating peace. But it truly is funding your priorities, not holding you back. Right. So think of it. Don't even call it a budget anymore. We're going to call it a spending plan or we're going to call it funding your priorities. That's rule number one before we get started. So what's the first thing? 
you have to analyze your habits. Yeah, you can't move forward if you don't know where you've been. No, and used to, you know, back in the olden days, uh, <laughs> what I understand is that people used to do this uh, this practice called balancing a checkbook. And I mean, mm-hmm. I have to I have to say, I learned it in practice as far as you know, in one of my personal finance classes. But I've never had to do that mainly because I never <laughs> use checks. So even if you don't use checks, the point of the the check register was mm-hmm. to just track your expenses. Now a lot of us can do that. I do it with an app now. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily keep everything on a physical copy in my purse anymore because honestly, I don't even carry checks most of the time anymore. Because mm-hmm. most people, you can pay with Venmo or something. But I do keep a list of expenses through an app that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, but before you can make changes, you have to understand what your spending habits are. We did a recent episode on emotional spending and how mm-hmm. to cut back on that. But a lot of us do a lot more emotional spending than we really want to admit. Yeah. Um, we got to understand what your spending triggers are. You know, if you notice that one month you spent an, a way, way more, think about what things were going on that month. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the beginning of soccer season is a nightmare to our budget oh. because I'm going to have to get cleats. I'm going to have to buy, um, soccer balls. I'm gonna have to get new shin guards. Cause you know, kids grow apparently between seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's one of those seasons where I know I need to have a little extra wiggle room in my budget. Yeah. But also there can be things like stress spending True. Um, or excitement spending. Uh-huh. Um, you know, what are the spending habits also that you've been most proud of? What are the things you do well? Don't just beat yourself up about the things you, True. you know, maybe like waste that. on. Um, mm. But, you know, what are you proud of? Yeah, absolutely. And just a little tip as far as soccer season goes, I have spent tons of money on really nice pairs of cleats and I've spent very little money on, you know, just throwaway cleats. The ones, the cheapest ones will last you the longest I from know. my experience. The fancier they are, the faster that they I absolutely away. agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Um, and then another thing to ask, do you have savings habits already in place? Because if you don't, we're going to talk about something a little bit later that will really help you with that. But you need to have savings as part of the budgeting. Right. Um, excuse me, we're not calling that anymore. As part of funding your priorities. Exactly. <laughs> that is funding your priorities, actually. The savings. Uh, so, okay. And we, we were kind of talking about this earlier this week. So uh, with the whole uh, emotional spending and, you know, looking at your habits and that kind of thing, it's really important because, you know, this is where you have room to create mm-hmm. margin, right? Yes. Where, you know, th- these, let's say, you know, unnecessary uh, spending habits uh, that you can cut down on and that's where you'll be able to really make some good progress and mm-hmm. shift those funds to your priorities. Yes. Your spending shows what your priorities are and they may mm-hmm. not be intentionally what you say your priorities are. Mm-hmm. So you've got to take some time, you know, to, to really understand your spending before you can even do anything else with it. And, you know, I will tell you when I first met my husband, Joey, um, he doesn't mind when I share this, I promise I'll check <laughs> with him. Um, he was having more month than he had money for mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And he was just like, man, I am not getting ahead. And I used to be ahead. And I, I said, well, let's, let's mm-hmm. pull out your bank records. And what we did was you just downloaded everything for a six month period into Excel. And then I just sorted it by category. Oh my gosh. So I went through and added a category based on what it was mm-hmm. and found out that he was averaging about $800 a month for food. Yikes. Mind you, this was a one man and two <laughs> children, which by the way, he was, his, his mom even was like bringing in groceries from time to time for the girls just cause she's that way. She'll just show up with stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I was like, dude, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of food for, for just you, yeah. you know? 
Because that was, oh, by the way, that was his eating out. That was not even the grocery groceries. That was not the, oh, wow. Yes. I was going to say, I think I might have had a few $800 months, but that's including groceries. Yeah. No. Yeah. And we had shared with you, Mark, that you tend to kind of get a little crazy with Listen, concert tickets. if, you know, my budget this past month, if my spending this past month was a true reflection of my priorities, then concerts was number <laughs> one priority on the list. Because, uh, yeah, I got a little, little concert happy and... Um, you know, I think I got most of my tickets for concerts for the the rest of the year, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy about that and I'm really excited. And we'll talk about, you know, being prepared for that when we talk about the budgeting itself, but, but yeah. you know, we all have things that we can go a little overboard on and we just have to be mindful of those. That's step 1 is analyze your habits. Step yes. 2, assess your goals and priorities. So determine how you want to prioritize your dollars because that's really all a budget is. It's creating a priority list of how you want to spend your dollars. Yeah. And we actually in retirement talk about this in terms of required income and desired income, mm-hmm. right? Which your required income is is basically asking yourself what's non-negotiable. So that's utilities, rent, mortgage, uh, car insurance, medical uh, mm-hmm. bills and, and like medicine, things like that. Things you have to have to exist. That's step one. And groceries, of course, is on there too. You can't live with no food, right. but you maybe could live without the fancy food if you had to, right? So yes. that, you know, you got to be realistic about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then once you've figured out your required or your non-negotiables, then it's about what do you like to do? What are mm-hmm. your negotiable items that, you know, eating out, streaming services? I know I'm stepping on some toes here. Subscriptions, streaming right. services, a lot of us have a ton of those that are just on auto draft. Yeah. It might be time to assess those and determine if you really watch all of them or if maybe cutting back on those would help your budget some. Mm-hmm. So create a list of your income resources, subtract the non-negotiables first, and then whatever's left over, that's where you're going to look at your negotiable items, your desired items and go, okay, I've got X number of dollars left over. What of these things I like to do can we fit in? Mm-hmm. And you need to include fun money. Yeah. You have to have money in there so that you don't feel like you're just drowning. It's healthy. If, you, if you're not at a point where you're just like trying to tackle debt, you know, and you've got a lot of debt to deal with, if you're just kind of in that typical person situation, you do have a little wiggle room to have fun too. Yes. Yeah. I, we absolutely think that it's it's healthy to do that. And so don't walk away from this. We're not, <laughs> not telling you to eat peanut butter jelly and eat ramen noodles. Not having heard that, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we definitely, definitely recommend it. Yes. We want you to have savings for planned fun. Yes. Bottom line. So we want you to analyze your habits, assess your goals and priorities, and then automate, automate, automate. So we talked about savings earlier. You can have a certain amount of your paycheck direct. If you have direct deposit, you can split it typically between different banks. And a lot of my clients, I've seen this where they have a certain amount go straight from their paycheck to their savings account to help them meet their savings goals. If you do it, you never saw it. You're not going to miss it. Right. If you get in the habit of doing it that way, anything that you can automate, do it. It'll, I personally have things automated for convenience uh, and I'll, I'm to the point of I have my tithe check automated because wow. I don't carry my checkbook all the time. And mm-hmm. I have sat in the church more than once going, oh, man, I just forgot my checkbook and I'm not going to remember this when I get home. Mm-hmm. And so I finally just said, you know what, I'm going to automate it. And then that way I know that I am making it happen. I have all of my bills automatic draft mm-hmm. because it's it's never that I don't have the money to pay a bill. It's that I just forget because life yeah. happens. Yes. So whether it's saving or expenses, automate what you can. Yeah. And most investment firms also are set up to be able to do automated contributions. So mm-hmm. make sure to take advantage of that as well. Another little automation tip is if you get a raise, increase your employer plan contribution just a little bit before you get that first check. That. 
Because before you get your first check, you won't notice it. True. The next part is kind of one of the most important parts, right? Yes. Just applying your spending plan, right? Mm-hmm. So once you've uh, gone through, analyze your, your habits, and then assess what your goals and priorities are, then started that automation process to make sure that you know all of your priorities get taken care of first, then uh, you know you want to uh, apply that and create that spending or yeah spending plan. I, 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 I you almost, almost said, said it. You almost said it. Said it. There are a ton of tools out there. We've got some great ones too. Um, I'm again, I'm an Excel nerd, so I have a zero-based budget file is what it was called when I originally created it, um, and it's Excel-based. So I plug in my income sources at the top. And then as I go through and I always put in my non-negotiables first Mm -hmm. and it tells me along the side, it'll give me a running tally of what's left over. So I don't have to do the math myself. Yeah, that's awesome. And it tells me kind of, okay, I've got this much left over. Now I can allocate it. Some people call it an allocated spending plan. Okay. Um, But if you don't have access to that and you'd like a copy of it, we can send that to you. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about how to get that later. But if you don't want to do it on paper, there are a lot of really great websites and tools that you can use as well. Mm -hmm. And once you've done that, you've got to put it into action. You can sit and study and analyze and know what you know. And mm-hmm. if you don't apply it, it's useless to you. Yeah. So what if people are trying to figure out, okay, like uh, this is how much I'm spending on transportation or on food or on this. Is that the right amount? You know, what if, what if people are fig- trying to figure out, okay, where, where they fall in all of those categories? Yes. Yeah, so if you've taken the time to analyze, and I always look at six months to see patterns in mm-hmm. my spending um, when I'm creating my budget, but you know, just know it, there's going to be hiccups. Like you need to reevaluate this every single month so that you're updating it because inflation happens, mm-hmm. life changes happen. Um, so don't feel like this is something where you're just going to set it and forget it. And if you were way off, okay, cool. Brush it off, move on, make the adjustments you need to be proud of your wins throughout this process and gamify what you can. So mm-hmm. like if you can create a little thing for yourself where if you are, you know, if you get X number of dollars saved up this month, then you're going to have a fancy dinner or something at your house. You know, think of rewards, not things that are crazy expensive because the goal is to become more financial, um, sound, Um, But, you know, think Mm -hmm. of ways to reward yourself for the small wins. Yeah. And then the last thing is to amend as needed. Every month, again, you've got to look at that, especially early on to determine how you did, whether changes make sense and set your plans for the next month. And I encourage married couples to make this a date night. So you do the spending plan, you sit down and you do that, and then you guys get to have some time with just each other. And my husband and I love to go hiking. Mm-hmm. So that's usually what we do for our date nights. Again, we've got a lot of kids and we're trying to keep our money down, you know, don't where it needs to be. So your expenses <laughs> can fluctuate. So amending it's important. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to give you my two cents right off the bat here because I know we're getting low on time. Funding your yeah. priorities ensures that your paycheck is spent the way that illustrates your values. So getting started can seem daunting, but we have seen the positive impact of taking these steps. Absolutely. And if creating an actual budget is overwhelming, we do have some tools that we can send to you. So we've got a we've got budget guidelines to mm-hmm. kind of show you where you fall in all of that. And then also uh, we can send you that zero based budgeting tool that we told you about. Just email info at getreadyforthefuture.com and request the budgeting tools and we'll have those sent to your inbox. Again, if you want us to send you some budgeting tools and you're listening via podcast, check out the show notes for links to get more information, or you can just email info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Thank you for joining us on Talking Sense. That's our two cents on funding your priorities. Check back with us next week for more on what you don't know about money. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Walt team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com 
or you can call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Jimwalk Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.